What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And today I am joined by Christiana is in the building. How you doing? I'm so good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Did I do okay with the pronunciation there? Uh, it was perfect. Awesome, awesome. Um, I want to thank you for, for stopping by and, you know, being open to do this interview. Definitely appreciate you sharing your story. Heck yeah, I'm excited. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Uh, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm-up questions in the beginning, and then we'll jump into the main portion where we'll spin the wheel and uh, you'll be answering questions wherever it lands. And after that, we'll finish up with some concluding questions. Sound good to you? Sounds bad. Awesome. Awesome. Well, my very first question for you is, how have you been? Um, you've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been lately? I love this. I've been doing so well. We just got back from a vacation. So I feel like it's just been like rejuvenated, feeling great, kind of getting back into the flow of things. So thank you for asking that. Yeah, no worries. No worries. I always want to know where, where my guests are coming from. Hopefully they're doing well. But if not, we can also talk about it as well. Uh, first vacation, you know, of being kind of normal or you've been I traveling? I mean, this this was like the full family vacation. So we did a road trip, 14 hours there, 14 hours back with all three kids. So it was more than just happy and exciting. It was also hard and exhausting, but that's okay. We like all the emotions around here. So it was definitely a trip. For sure, for sure. Uh, any pro tips on how to kids keep kids entertained on, on a 14 hour oh ride? <laughs> I feel like I should have tips and I totally don't because it was just like going back and forth the whole time. We had to switch seats, take breaks, I don't know, screen time, books, all the things. I feel you. I feel you. Well, uh, you know, hopefully the more trips you take, the more tips you'll, you'll be able to gather, you know? Absolutely. All right. My, my second question for you is what would you like the audience to know about you? Hmm. Let's see. We'll just start with like basic stuff. So actually, let's start with some fun stuff. My grandma's from Holland. So that's where the sound, the pronunciation of my name comes from. The J is a Y sound. Um, so I am Dutch. Let's see. I am an aerialist in the circus. I've been doing that for almost a decade, which is super fun. Um, I have three kids. I live in South Dakota, and some people are probably like, where the hell is that? It's not in the South. It is actually in the North, and we get freezing cold. Um, yeah, I mean, those are like some really quick, quick things about me. For sure, for sure. Um, an aerialist in the circus. That is bananas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You don't really hear that too often, but I randomly got into it and then just stayed. For sure. Um, do you, does this mean you travel a lot or is it, you know, just in town kind of circus? You know, we did like local stuff for a while. I traveled to the Dominican, not with the circus, but to train for it. Um, so I was in the Dominican for about 10 days just doing silks training and a bunch of cool stuff on the beach. That was fun. Um, but no, I've never like actually traveled to somewhere big, just more local gigs. I gotcha. I gotcha. You've yeah. been uh, you've been training for a while. Like, did you start off when you were young, and you know, it kind of led to that, or? You know, I I started when I was like oh 23, 24, and after I just kept going. So I've had two two kids since I joined, and so I would take breaks while I was pregnant, and then just get right back in once once I felt good, and yeah, still doing it. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't think I could do it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of heights and whatnot. So I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely like, it's a, it's a challenge more than just like physical, but mental as well. You have to really be, um, it's like, it takes a lot of focus. And so I, I like it, I think, because it's so challenging and it's like a way to challenge my, physical body and my mentality like all of it so it's definitely i would i would totally recommend to anybody who is wanting to like just try something new go and take even if it's like aerial yoga super mm. fun okay okay yeah I, I think i'm gonna try one time at least you know I, i'm <laughs> yeah, all about just at least once. <laughs> for sure for sure 
Um, oh, I had another question about it, but it's cool. It'll, it'll come back to me later. Uh, my next question for you is, on a scale from one to ten, how well do you know yourself? Hmm. You know, now that I am in my 30s, I think I know myself a lot better now than I did in my 20s. Thank God. I feel like my <laughs> 20s was the time to just like experiment and go through a bunch of different things. And now that I'm older, I feel way more me and way more living the way that I want to live. Just like making more choices that are more like intentional now. For sure, for sure. I didn't even give a one to I didn't give a one to ten. So I feel like I'm like an eight. Like I'm almost there. I'm still learning, still growing. But I feel like I'm I'm like on the cusp. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to be. It's a good place to yeah. be. Uh, I know for for myself, yeah. I, I'm I just I'm 31, so early 30s. But definitely, I feel like when I turn 30, if uh, like. I had a clear vision of the stuff that I enjoyed and versus the stuff I didn't and making the choice between things became a lot easier just because, you know, I, I guess I could be more true to myself. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I, I feel you on that. Yep. Feel the same. I'm 31 as well. So we're same age. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. once you hit 30, man, I feel like it's like just time to like truly just keep learning and almost like it's more like a focused learning yourself. Whereas before it was just like trying everything and seeing like what stuck and now it's like okay this stuff has stuck now how can i actually i guess in, in I, I said that before but just being way more intentional with like how i'm spending my time what i'm doing what i'm choosing to do how i'm choosing to live my life whereas before it was just kind of trying everything and seeing if i liked it and if i didn't and sometimes i even stayed even if i didn't just because i was still learning and growing so yeah i feel I, I'm happier to get older. I know some people talk about getting older and it's like a bummer, but I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been like, it's been a good thing for me. I like getting older. It feels more, um, I don't know, secure and, and like, I just keep getting happier and in a place that I want to be, if that makes sense. No, no, it does. It does. Uh, yeah, I would relate my, the 20s era is like more of go with the flow kind of feeling yeah. but then now you're you're creating your own flow as, as you get older and it's like all right well this is what i'm doing versus trying to be a part of what everybody else is doing uh, yeah yeah cool and uh what would you say is your favorite thing about your personality Ooh, my favorite thing would probably be i'm very like energetic a lot most of the time so I can hop on a call or walk in a room and I'm like hey how's it going and it's not ever faking it's just totally how I show up and I think that that's something that I'm complimented on most and that's something that like because you know sometimes you can receive compliments and you're like oh I don't know but when <laughs> I receive that compliment I'm like yes like I feel good that I bring energy and excitement and like fun into conversations and into whatever I'm doing. That's dope. Would you say you've always been like that or was it something you kind of developed that energy? Yeah, I think that I've always showed up like that. For sure. <laughs> well, um, and you know, you, you talked about how it could come off as fake. You. Have you ever right. been challenged that way and like someone came up to you and just kind of gave you a bad vibe just because they thought that it wasn't sincere, like that energy coming from you? I don't think that I've ever had it be like questioned because I think that my energy probably shifts when I see somebody who might be on a different vibe than me. So instead of being like, hi, how's it going and faking it for real, then I just kind of almost not lower my vibe, but just, gosh, this is a hard question, man. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe there has, but I, I feel like there's nothing that stands out that's been like, I've never really been called out on it. I'm like, but you know, people talk about it. I'm sure someone's like, oh God, Chris, she's always <laughs> just like a hundred percent. That can be overwhelming sometimes, which I'm sure it can be. But at least from my perspective, I'm like, it doesn't, I would never be fake. Like if I didn't feel like being excited that day, I wouldn't show up like that. It would 
I would show up how I felt. So I don't, I don't know. This question is like stumping me. I don't know why it's making me think more about like how I'm showing up at all times. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to make you overthink. I think since it hasn't come up for you, that's a good sign. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into the, some, this is, you're the first person to ever do this next, next thing, which is the vibe Ooh. check. Cool. Um, yeah, I created this just because I wanted to see where my guests were coming from. I felt like these four things right here will give me and the audience a good idea of, you know, where you're coming from. So right. the first uh, first one is about being open minded or closed minded. Do you feel like you're more open minded <laughs> or closed minded or somewhere in between? Open most of the time. For sure. What's the last thing you would say that you were just like, nope, that's, I'm not doing that. Like last time you're closed minded. <laughs> Ooh, you know, I can't even recall. So let's just say I'm all the way open because I feel like I live my life pretty much on try everything once, obviously being safe and, you know, smart about it. But I'm a huge advocate in, in being open minded and trying to teach my kids that as well. So I have to live what I preach, right? So I think most of the time I live, I live pretty open-minded. I can't even recall the last time I was like, nope, not doing that. Cool. Uh, what would you say is the biggest, I guess, advantage or benefit from having an open mind? You find things that you may have been closed off to before. So I'll just kind of pull back from my my history a little bit. I was raised in a super conservative religious household and I was just kind of told, you know, what to do and how to do it growing up. And so I would say that that was maybe not closed minded, but just very um, like, this is your path, stay on it. And I think once I was able to grow up and experience different things myself, I was able to find different groups and different different just aspects of life that I was drawn to because I was willing to think outside of what I had been taught. So when you go into things with an open mind, then maybe you're able to find either like a career path or a partner or a hobby that you may not have even known about if you would have just said, no, thanks. I mean, I'm even thinking of that movie, Yes Man, which I know it's like <laughs> the hilarious side of it, right? Where it goes to like, he says yes to everything. But I can also, I think that living your life like that can also bring like way more happiness and excitement than the, than the latter. For sure, for sure. You know, I've, life should be filled with experiences, right? And, you know, you're not going to be open to everything unless, you know, you're willing to try it. Uh, yeah. And then the second bar or <laughs> scale is, uh, <laughs> do you feel like you're more of a deep thinker or you like to stay on the surface more? Hmm. I would say looking at the scale, I'm in between deep and middle. For sure. Yeah, probably just depends on like the subject or the topic. What's a what's a subject you feel like you can get really like you've dug you've been in that rabbit hole where you you dug really deep into it? Mm. Probably religion, relationships. I think talking about all of that in general. I like to get really deep, but when it comes to things and maybe other people can relate to this, I'm not sure. I'd like to hear some your thoughts, but like if it's something that either I don't understand fully, it's almost easier if I just stay shallow until I can educate myself more on it. I, I get like nervous that I'm going to say something wrong or maybe offend somebody because I don't know. And so I'd rather go deep into that like alone than go deep into it with somebody else. I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah. Um, no, I'm very, I'm similar in a way where this podcast is probably the most talkative I'll ever really be if, if yeah. you caught me in my normal life because I, I don't ever feel too knowledgeable about any topic that either my friends or the people I'm, I'm with know about so I'm I'm always just listening and just trying to mm -hmm. learn more before because you know I don't 
I don't want to add to the conversation if, if it isn't going to be with some kind of substance. So right. uh, that's how it is sometimes. Yeah, get that. For sure. Well, can't wait to jump into religion and relationships with you uh, after this. Um, yes. And then this, the third one is sunny skies or gray clouds. Like, are you more of a bright side per- kind of person or are you more realistic? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sunny skies all day. <laughs> You've, uh, you, has anyone ever told you how that might not be their type of thing? Cause I've, I've been kind of challenged before and they told me it can be a little annoying when, when you have someone that's always overly positive, you know? Yes. I, with my partner, he's hilarious. I love our dynamic though, because I am all the way like sunny skies. I wouldn't say he's cloudy skies, but he's like overcast with some sun sometimes and like you know all the weather but he is like the voice of reason behind my all of my like amazing fantastic there's only one amazing great outcome ever and he's like okay but let's look at it this way and this way and what about this and what if this would happen and did you think about this and i'm like oh my gosh no i didn't think about any of that like i'd rather just look at it like it's gonna be phenomenal and just not have to think about the shit that could happen and so i like the dynamic of having that but i also think as far as like the relationships and the people that you choose to surround yourself with if you choose to surround yourself with people who are negative most of the time then you totally tend to be negative most of the time but if you're surrounding yourself with friends that are looking at the good and the joy and the gratitude in life then you tend to lean more positive so i think that it's like a vibe thing where you can choose to look at things in a a bright light or you can choose to look at everything that comes into your life as the the bad side of it i got you i got you this is this is something i'm definitely i'm at a crossroads with because in my mind i want to be like if i'm going to be either positive or negative i might as well be on that on the positive side all the time because i feel like there's already a lot of negativity that's around in the world um Uh but yeah I, i know balance is 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 key and um (laughs) it's i have to i I guess i I would have to say i I have to humble myself and remind myself i don't know everything and i have to continue to you know to be open-minded about being wrong (laughs) yeah all of this is like intermingled it's great and uh my, my last one for you is uh are are we all one or are we truly individuals Ooh, this is a really good question. It's a deep question. We're going deep now. Mm. I think we're all individuals, but that's what all makes us one, right? Like a pizza. There's individual slices, but together we make one full pizza. Mm. I think it can be both. (laughs) I gotcha. I gotcha. (laughs) That was a good way to answer that. Um, Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Osmosis Jones. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, similar way where like, you know, we're all cells of one body. Um, yeah. So I, I don't I don't know the theories out there, but I don't know. It's just this vibe that I've been feeling and I don't think I'm the only one. Um, but yeah. Real quick. Uh, so you mentioned about getting deep with religion and relationships. Yeah. Um, so I got to ask you, are you more religious or spiritual? What would you consider yourself? I used to think that they went together. So I used to think that if you were religious, then you were a spiritual person. And when I decided to leave the religion that that I had been brought up in, I realized that spirituality can mean so many things and it does to so many different types of people. And I would say I'm trying to figure out my spirituality now because I think it was so... I had it so tied to what I thought it meant for so many years that now thinking it can mean anything looks so different to me that I'm just, I feel like I'm just on my journey trying to figure out what it means to me and what it looks like to me. And it almost morphs year by year. It changes and looks different. And I like something for a little while and then don't, you know, it doesn't feel like it's uh, aligned anymore later. And I think spirituality just looks like a 
an ever-evolving journey to me. For sure. I, I would totally agree. Um, you know, uh, my background is, you know, I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school from K through eight, private school, all mm -hmm. that, all that jazz. Uh, but, but now, you know, for, for me, I, I kind of, someone called me a self-theorizing theologian. Basically, I take pieces of all religions and I create my own yeah, <laughs> idea of, of what it is. Uh, so, yeah, at this point, that's where that's I'm at. Uh, what do you think? That's great. How do you feel about the uh, the afterlife? Like, what do you envision? Do you see, is it reincarnation? Is it, you know, heaven? Hell? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. That's also something that I've been trying to dissect because in my religion, we're taught that there is an afterlife and you live with God and depending on how you live your life here is what happens to you in the afterlife, right? So, you know, do if we're choosing the right and doing what we're supposed to, making God happy, then we get to live in heaven with him and our family. And if not, then we just go to like, maybe not necessarily hell, but just kind of like a sad place where everyone's just moping around, I guess. <laughs> and thinking about it now, I truly think that obviously we, I feel like we don't know anything about it, but if I were to just create this vision of what I think it would look like, maybe is I truly think maybe reincarnation and us becoming like animals at one time or anything that's living, maybe a plant and who even knows about how long lifespans truly are? Like, are, are we really here for years and years? I don't know. Or is that just something that like we've made up as humans? That's a deep conversation. And it's kind of like an ever going conversation. There's like so many different things that you could come up with. It's kind of fun. It's 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 tough because uh, you know I, I like to think and be creative and be imaginative with uh, these questions that we don't have answers to. But on the flip side, you know, there's a, a lot of folks who have said that you know why why waste your time thinking about something you'll never know about? You know, yeah. it's like almost uh, detrimental to to the time that you do have already. Uh, yeah, I get that. But no, I mean for me, I just can't help but you know theorize and ask what other people think. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a big consumer of media, so I watch a lot of TV shows, movies, and whatnot. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of American Gods. Does that ring a bell for you? Uh -huh, no. It's a it's a very interesting story, um, TV show based on a book, and basically they pers personify the things that people worship. So they okay. have a God for technology as a person. They have a God for, um, you know, past religions. So there are all these characters in this in this story. But the thing that they said about the afterlife was you're going to get what you believe in. So wh whatever that particular person believes in at the end, that's what you're going to see. Like, and it's cool. not gonna, I know it's, it's I like that. It was interesting. It was interesting. Um, well, I mean, that kind of goes to like the belief even now that we can create our own reality. So if we, we can like create the life that we want, kind of like manifestation. So totally, I like looking at it that way is like whatever you want the afterlife to look like, just like imagine it like that and boom, it'll be like that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump into some of the questions. And earlier you chose the wheel. So yep. we'll turn it over to the wheel of fate <laughs> right here. And let's give it a first spin. If there's any questions that you feel like are too deep or you'd rather not answer, feel free to pass and we'll just okay. spin again. Here we go. Five easy. So your first question is, what artist, song, or album has inspired you? Hmm. Gosh. Gwen Stefani. I was so intrigued with her. I was 15, I think, when she left No Doubt and did like her own thing. And I was just... I loved her. I loved her album. I loved her whole personification, like everything about, well, I mean, I always loved Gwen, who doesn't, but I think that that was just like such a powerful thing for me to see as a young woman is to like see this really 
badass girl just kind of doing whatever she wanted. So yeah, Gwen, for sure, then and now. For sure. Um, have you ever been able to see her perform live? Oh my gosh, let me just tell you this quick story. So I grew up super religious, right? And my mom was all about like keeping the Sabbath day holy. My aunt had tickets to Black Eyed Peas were opening up for Gwen Stefani. I lived it, I grew up in Arizona. So the concert was in Phoenix and she asked my mom if she could buy tickets. And my mom said no, because it was on a Sunday. And I was like, you're ruining my life. <laughs> so I could have, but no, I had to keep the Sabbath day holy and not see Gwen in concert. And no, I haven't. As an adult, I still have not been able to see her in concert. Maybe one day. One day, yeah. I think, uh, you know, there's this new trend of older acts like coming up and, you know, going on tour. So I think there'll be another right. chance. Because I, have, I, I haven't heard of a Gwen Stefani concert in a long time. So I think she's yeah. due. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Or maybe she'll like go on tour with Blake Shelton now or something and do some sort of like country rock show. Who knows? Uh, also kind of curious. What, what was the first album you remember purchasing? Oh, for sure. Britney Spears, like oh. her her very first, her very first one. I like remember. I remember getting that and being like stoked. And <laughs> so, ex so excited that I had it. What about you? What was your first album? Uh, the first album I bought. You know, it's funny. When I think about it, you know, I was at probably, I don't know if you you guys had FYEs, but uh, uh -huh. it's like for your entertainment. That was like the store. That was just called. But um, yeah, I think my first one was a Nas album. Okay. I'm a big hip hop head. And awesome. um, Nas was like the first artist that got me like listening to hip hop and rap. So I remember when I got a chance to buy an album, you know, first one I bought that was the cheapest. I was like, cool, I'm gonna get this. It turned out to be like, I guess his his worst album, according to the critics. <laughs> so cheap. But um, yeah, I remember buying that and I was like so stoked. Um, yes. It's like the best feeling ever. You're like, finally, and then you listen to it in your room, like, over and over again. I remember that. Yeah, when, when <laughs> we were pretty much like, you can't listen to everything at one time. You had to choose what mood you're going to be in the whole day, you know, or like which CDs you're going to carry. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Oh, gosh, funny. Um, quick, quick story, uh, concert story on my end, because you mentioned Britney Spears. Um, so my cousins on my fam my dad's side, all my cousins are, are girls and mm -hmm. growing up, they were really into NSYNC, you know, NSYNC is dope. I'm oh, not going to yeah. lie, but, um, <laughs> it was a no strings attached tour with, yeah. with them and, uh, Brittany and they, Brittany. Were, they were getting me to like go with them. I don't know. I was like nine or something, nine or 10. And you know, being a young boy, I was like, I don't want to go to an NSYNC concert. I'm too cool for that. But now, in hindsight, I was like, damn, I should have went. Probably, <laughs> probably would have loved it. Yeah. yeah. Funny. Uh, yeah. I don't know why, but, you know, too much pride in a 10-year-old, you know? Yeah. Yes. Funny. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and give it another spin. Ooh, all right. Ten hard. Ooh. And ten hard is... What words do you need to hear? <laughs> what words do I need to hear? That is kind of a funny, a funny question for me, only because my love language is words of affirmation, 100%. Whew! I... Mm. You're appreciated. I appreciate you. You're doing so great. <laughs> that that would like make my entire year hearing hearing that. I appreciate you. I love what you're doing. From anybody, like people I work for, my mom, my husband. Oh yeah, for sure. Those words. That's a good one. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, I'll tell you this right now. I appreciate the energy you're bringing to the interview. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, that's, that makes that warms my heart. Um, so you mentioned love languages. 
and mm-hmm. words of affirmation is is your main one because I know there's a main and a secondary one what would you say is your secondary one I okay so for love language as well you can like yeah you can be a mix I think for me love languages or words of affirmation is how I feel the most loved and quality time but how I express it is totally different how I express my love is gifts and quality time. I love to make and purchase gifts for people that I love. And have you dived into or dove into the love languages at all? I I know that there's five and I feel like I I know which ones are mine. I didn't I didn't do a lot of research. Drop drop some knowledge on me if you can. Yeah. So it's really important to know like your partner or your, you know, close friends or whoever that you're like interacting with because the way that you give love could potentially be not one of their love languages. So say that I was giving gifts, but that person didn't feel loved by getting a gift. They felt loved by quality time and physical touch and I was never you know like patting them on the back or saying you're appreciated and so they were like this person doesn't love me like she's always getting me gifts but I don't feel loved that way so it's important to know other people's love languages especially those that you're interacting with a bunch so that you can work on showing them love the way that they feel loved and then you have to know your love language so you can be like listen that's really nice that you're giving me gifts but like don't care about them. What would make me feel really good is just like a really nice hug at the end of the day or a pat on the back or just like holding my hand in public. Like that makes me feel way more loved than you, you know, coming home with flowers and a gift card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Makes me think, makes me wonder, do you think mm-hmm. love languages are, are nurtured? You know, like it's based on the way we were kind of raised or the people that were around us or is it our DNA, you know, like, (laughs) like maybe if my mom constantly told me you're so great, you're so awesome. Maybe she formed me into a person who needed words of affirmation. You know what I mean? That could maybe. Oh, yeah, that is that's interesting to think about. However, it doesn't just apply for like, like a, you know, a, a relationship with like my husband. It also applies to like everything around me, my work or even like when I teach bar or my kids. So I kind of wonder if it's also just like a personality type, but maybe you developed it a little bit more because of other things that happened around you. That's that I had never thought about that. That's a great question. Yeah, I mean, probably one will never know. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's no, there's no right answer, right? It, yeah. <laughs> it all depends. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, thinking about the way I was raised, like my parents gave me a lot of words of affirmation. At least my mom did. Of course, my mom did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she, but like that, I can't really accept compliments now. Now that I'm older, for some reason, it just doesn't feel right because for whatever reason i my love languages i would think are gift giving and um quality time as well just because you know um but yeah in that's in that sense uh what would you say has been the greatest gift that you've given like you said you you you're you're a gift giver right yeah i have given all of my best gifts to my best friend however I'm working on this book that I'm going to give Lily. She's my oldest when she graduates. And I kind of feel like a jerk because I haven't, I haven't started anything for the two youngest, but Lily's going to get a cool ass gift when she graduates. I started writing this book when she was born and I just have like documented all the things that not obviously not all the things. That's a lot of stuff, but I've documented a bunch of things from when she was born and her and me and her dad got divorced when she was two and a half. So like that's in there and like her new stepmom wrote in there and my husband has written in there and her grandmas and grandpas and cousins, not maybe not cousins, aunts and uncles and just like pictures and love letters and just like all the things. And um, I'm hoping that, you know, when she graduates, I can give that to her, which it's really funny because we all have different values and all have different 
like words that are, that are associated with like our emotions and what we think would be like a really great gift, right? So to me, if I, if someone had given me that, that would be like an incredible thing because you can keep this forever and always reference back. And who knows at the time she gets it, there might be somebody who wrote in there that has now passed and now she has this special note from them. But I'm like, will she care, you know? Or will she just be like, okay, like cool mom, thanks. So it's, I think as a parent, you almost have to uh, disconnect from the expectation of what your child's, if your child is going to love it or hate it. You just have to be like, I'm creating this thing, I'm gonna put it together and I'm gonna give it to them. They may love it, they may hate it, they may not care either way. And so I think as I'm just talking and like unpacking all of this right now in real time is that I'm like, oh shit, I, I really hope that she loves it, you know, cause that would be so sad for me if I gave it to her and she didn't love it like I did. But then there's my job as a parent to not, to not be attached to that, to that, uh, how she receives it. If that, if that all makes sense. It, it, it makes a ton of sense to me. Um, just, just in the way that for me, like this, this whole podcast is in a similar sense, you know, I like to think of it as a gift I'm giving you and your family on like seeing who you are at, at this point in your life. And uh, yeah, it, it might not be, you know, something that they want to see right now, but I, I believe in the future that it's going to hold some value to you and, and yours and they'll look back. So <laughs> same thing with, with the book you're creating for, for your daughter is just like, yeah, maybe at 18 she won't get it, but I 100% believe as she gets older, it's going to be more valuable to her. So it's just one of those things. So temper your expectations when you give it, but just know as you get older, it's, it's just going to go up in value for her. Yeah, that's it. That's oh, yeah. good. That's a good way. A yeah. good way of explaining it. Love it. For sure. For sure. Um, let's go ahead and uh, do, do another spin. Ooh. 22 easy back to back to easy and this question is oh here we go <laughs> what was the greatest gift you've ever received the best gift undeniably when i was eight i believe my mom i came home from school and my mom had gone shopping with her best friend and had bought me a like two-piece set that was bright red with white stripes like all the way up the side and a zipper that went down on the top and I remember just like I will never forget that jumpsuit and I wore it all the time like probably two times a week to school and my mom I'm sure was like okay Chris like it's time for you to choose a different outfit but that outfit was my absolute favorite I wore it up until it was probably way too tight to be wearing but <laughs> I think the whole like me not knowing that she was bringing me back a gift and then coming in and having that be on my bed and her just being like, I saw this and I thought of you. I will never, ever forget that gift. And I know that that's kind of a silly thing, but I have, I mean, we all receive gifts our whole lives. And that was just something that the whole feeling that came with it, I think was, was the best. That's awesome. That was a great story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we're not saying that any other gifts you've gotten are not as good. It's just that this <laughs> this one was the one that came to mind. I just wanted to throw yeah. it out there, like no shade. <laughs> yeah, there's the there's your sunny side, like being like very optimistic, and I'm like, oh, but you're like, but remember that there's everything else was good, but this one, I love it. Okay, anyways, let's do another question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, you know, if anyone that's listening to this might be like, hey, what about that gift I got her or whatever, you know, I just. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, gosh, Chris, thanks. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> Disclaimer, everybody else's gifts were great, too. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, back to hard. No, no mediums today. <laughs> Eight hard. Here we go. Are you using your time wisely? Probably not. Hmm. I think sometimes... I do, but sometimes I definitely don't. This is not a very deep answer at all, but like I had said at the beginning of the show, 
I'm really working on being way more intentional. And I actually just did a podcast episode with this. I'm co-hosting um, a podcast with one of my clients. And we were talking about that and how both of us had this mindset. I mean, we were kind of just as a service-based you know, provider I, and working with so many different clients, you can almost say or think really at, at all, no matter who you are, you might feel this way. It doesn't just have to be, you know, as a service-based provider, but I look at my calendar and I think I have to be working from eight to five in order to like fulfill all of these job, you know, deliverables that I have to, that I have to be getting done and getting out to my clients. When really, once I sit down and like write out all of my due dates and like the timeline, I really probably only need to be working like four hours a day and I could still be, you know, getting all my shit done. And so it's really interesting that like I would just fill up my schedule just because I felt like I needed to rather than like, okay, using my like optimal energy time. So I'm like the most energetic and focused and zoned in between like 5.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. So instead of just like really utilizing those hours for like the most focused, um, you know, urgent tasks that need to get done, I feel like sometimes I'm just like floundering throughout the day and I'm, I'm hopping from like client to client and subject to subject and project to project that yeah, like I'm really busy and I'm like, filling up my time but sometimes I'm like what the fuck did I even do today like it seems like I just went from thing to thing to thing and I didn't even accomplish anything and so the best thing probably for my personality is every morning to sit down and write out okay you have you need to get this done this done and this done and the rest of it could really probably wait or is just kind of like a thing that you made up in your head like okay I want to you know go get my nails done that's not something that like needs to happen today it's just something that like I want to write down and make sure that like it happens at some point so I think that taking all of the stuff that's in my brain and actually putting it out on paper and then like listing what needs to be done is probably the best for my personality and will probably help me utilize my time better because right now I think I'm just like oh my gosh there's a thousand things in my head let's just start doing whatever one pops into the front at at that time and that's why I probably am jumping from thing to thing to thing all the time. The the practice of, of writing things down, have, have you been doing it or is this something you're, you're planning to start? I'm just starting it. So I actually wrote some things down today, which was really great. I'm like, I'm looking at it right now as we're talking. And I do have a planner. I like to have a physical planner just so that I make sure that I'm looking at both. Um like my Google calendar and my physical planner. And then I just write down the list like at the bottom and then just check it off as it happens. So I've been trying really hard like the past week or two to be writing things out instead of just trying to go like hope that my brain will remember all the things and then be able to put them in order of what's the most important. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, I know it's only been a week or two, but you, have you noticed any differences in, you know, your days or how you're feeling? It's taken the urgency or the pressure off of me that everything needs to be done today, which is a huge relief just in itself is to know like, okay, keep your boundaries, keep your time boundaries. Um, focus on the most important things. It also helps a lot with communication, especially when you're working with, you know, different teams at different, you know, different levels and different time zones. It's just like keeping communication. Like, hey, I know we're working on this project. I will have it to you on Friday so that at least they know like when it's expected to be done. And then I have it on my list of when I'm working on it. And I think that communication is just a huge part of and boundaries it's just a huge part of life in general and the more that i incorporate it into like my daily life and my career and my family it just feels a lot more uh consistent and like okay i can tackle this for sure and not so overwhelming that's the word i was looking for for sure for sure well i'm yeah. glad it's helping even though it's just early um yeah but, but stick with it i, I think i think you're on a 
on a great great path it's uh, definitely yeah. something i need to do as well um i've had i have this bad habit of uh I don't know if you ever heard like hurry up and wait, like as a as a phrase at job jobs. Oh, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh <laughs> I've I've done that basically my whole career at different various jobs. And then now with this podcast, I'm trying to break that, which is weird because you know, I just wanna be productive and stay consistent without feeling like, all right, I'm gonna jam everything into today and I don't have to do anything for a while. Um, yeah, trying to spread it out, just trying to not get overwhelmed because sometimes yeah. that happens, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah. All right, let's uh, let's give it another spin. Just a heads up, we have about 10, 15 minutes left in the podcast. Um, wanted to thank you again for for stopping by. It's been going by like a breeze. So yeah, I love this. Here we go. Let's tackle one more number. Oh, there we go. A medium. <laughs> Save the best for last. 33 medium. What were you wrong about? Whoa! All the things, so many things. What was I wrong about? That's funny because I was just talking to my oldest about, she's like in the preteen stage now, like the tween, where like from nine to 12, and she's about ready to turn nine. And so I overheard her the other day telling, we were like at this play park and she was telling these boys that she was 12. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> just like thinking that, right? And she had found these jewels that she had like put on her ear and she was pretending she had piercings, whatever. And um, so I was talking to her about that later in the car. Like I was like, hey, like I heard, you know, you tell these boys you were 12 and you know, let's talk about it. And she said, well, you know, sometimes it's fun to, to pretend that you are older. And I said, oh, I remember that. Like, I totally remember wanting to be older, right? Like, I just wanted to be 16 so that I could drive. And I just wanted to be 18 so I could get the hell out of my mom's house. And I remember just wanting to be 21 so I could like go to the bar. And nothing ever, like you reach, you know, I reached those ages and then it's not like really, I was happier or felt like all of a sudden better. And so I was trying to tell her to just, and I mean, it's so hard to tell somebody, right? To like, just enjoy where you're at because we have all been there where we want to be somewhere different or be a different age or whatever. And I was like, oh, and then you turn, you know, 31, Lil, and you wish that you were back at your mom's house. So she was like taking care of you. <laughs> and she was like, you wish that Nana was still taking care of you? And I was like, sometimes. I'm like, you know, I just, I wish that I would have enjoyed like every stage and every age and just really tried to be more present with where I was at at the time. And so I was, I was so wrong that I would, be happier or better once I reached a certain age. And I'm just learning now that it's not like once you get somewhere that you'll be happy, like you can be happy now and you can be full of life and energy and 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 live this passionate, fun life now and not expect, you know, that you will all of a sudden be fulfilled at a certain age or a certain destination. How did, how did she uh, respond to that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's, she's eight almost nine and so i think she was like oh my gosh whatever you know like it's it's still fun to pretend you're older and i was like yeah i get it and she'll probably you know continue to pretend she's older which is totally fine but yeah i i think that um maybe that was more for me like when i was talking about it i'm like huh afterwards maybe that was more a reminder for me to remember to just live in the present and just be like just be all the things now be happy now and not wish for like a different date or a different age or whatever it is that you're seeking i feel you i feel you uh you said you had three three kids yep yep three kids are have you been able to see yourself in them so far or is it still too early yeah, I mean, Lily a lot and just in ways that I didn't even think. I mean, and also things that I, I was actually, so my mom's here visiting and I was just telling her the other, or just this morning actually, I said, sometimes it's hard. 
as a parent to, sometimes it's hard as a parent to have your child not be interested or like driven in the same ways that you are. And it, it reminds you that your child like isn't you and they aren't even, I know some people use that term like mini me, but yeah, she might look like me, but she is like totally her own person. We might have some same similarities or some same characteristics, but she very much like is her own person. And it's, as a parent, it's very um, like eye-opening, a great reminder that these that these humans are their own person and you are there to like lead and guide them, but also there to like watch them make their own choices. And my two youngest, I mean, Stone and Roxanne are so little. Stone just turned three and Roxanne just turned one. And Stone is just like high, so high energy 24 seven. So maybe that's a little bit like <laughs> me, but <laughs> he, I think for the little ones, it's just, they're just little and we're just loving them up. But watching Lily, that's a super fun thing too, is like watching your kids grow into who they are and who they're wanting to be and watching them explore and like experiment and like make choices by themselves and try and push your buttons. It's very, it's like, it's so cool to watch all of that and be like, oh my gosh, like I, I wonder, you know, what you're gonna do with your life. Like there's so many different routes and different ways and different things and you just are there to like support whatever they choose to do. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's an amazing journey. Um, yeah. well, I haven't taken part of that journey yet, but it's definitely something I'll be looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. And on the on the flip side to that question, how have you seen your parents in you as you've gotten older? Mm. <laughs> yes. And I think that that just happens like naturally and in different in different ways. I cannot, I, I'm like, I, I think I was just telling somebody a story the other day where I was like, oh my gosh, I am totally my mom right here. And I think that I probably show up, show up or have a part of her in a lot more than I would like to admit. But also I reached this, this stage about two years ago where I started to see my mom as a human being more than just my mom but as like oh my gosh okay when she had me she was 29 and she was doing this and doing this and she had you know her own like hopes and dreams and feelings and emotions and like shit going on behind the scenes that you just don't know about as a kid and it was such a like eye-opener for me to view her as that than just like oh that's my mom because I think you can be so hard on the people that you love the most you almost forget that they too have like feelings and emotions that are that have nothing to do with you or related to you and so with that being said I I've been a little bit more like accepting because I think sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I'm turning into my mom. Whereas now I'm like, I am a part, like she is a huge part of me and and who, you know, she raised me. And so um, I'm not as like bummed out about it, I guess, as I thought that I would be. Like it's it's kind of like endearing that I'm like, oh, I'm like my mom in that way. Like that's that's nice, it's a nice trait. For sure. I mean, that that's definitely part of the, the circle of life. You know, you get older, you see how, how you are like your folks and how your kids are like you. Uh, we're all connected in that way. And uh, yeah, well, we made it to the final stretch of the podcast. We made it. <laughs> Just got a few closeout questions for you. Um, this first one is if I were to like if I were to do an act in your honor, what sort of act could I do to, to pay a tribute to you? An act? Yeah. Like, what if I was going to tell myself today I'm going to do something uh, in the honor of Christiana, what what could I do? Hmm. That's a really great question. As soon as you said if I could, if I could do an act, I, like, immediately went to, like, you being on stage, like, doing something. So let's just go with that. Like, you would put on some sort of, like interpretive dance let's do it yeah that sounds great 
All right, all right. I mean, I can't promise to interpret. I'm a horrible dancer, but getting up on stage and performing in, in honor of you, that I think that's something we can do for you. Awesome. <laughs> so now we Love know. <laughs> um, this next question is actually from my previous guest. Um, shout out to Dustin, and his question for you is, what makes you unique? Oh, that's a hard one. I think because, gosh, you just, when you live with yourself, you just don't really think you're, I mean, you just think I'm just me. Um, What makes me unique? Maybe my ability to always see the best in someone, always, like it never, I don't hold grudges. I don't judge. Like it's never like my first instinct to judge or to be like upset. It's usually my first instinct to be like, how are they feeling? Like what's happening with them? What's going on with them? That's one trait that kind of goes back to your question earlier. Like what's one trait that you admire? But now I'm going to use it for this one is I think that that's, that could be a unique thing about me is that I'm usually pretty open and pretty pretty willing to just always love always love first for sure we uh we definitely need more of that energy out there so keep keep doing you (laughs) (laughs) and then my my second to last question is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions good one so many questions so many questions to think about what is a really great question thought-provoking question Uh, What are you doing right now that makes you feel the most free and alive? Okay. I'm just writing it down. Makes you feel the most free and alive. I gotcha. We'll see who who ends up answering this question next. Heck yeah. Can't wait. And then uh, the last question of the pod the question that ties everything together is think of your great great grandchildren um if they were watching this video what would you like to tell them let's go back to what you asked for your middle question like the the middle chart question is are we all individuals or all one and i think as a like thinking of my my own generational line i think i feel so connected especially to the women in my generation so for my grandkids even though they're going to be different and living in a completely different time than me and have different experiences we'll all still always be connected and be like this one thread that we're all holding on to for sure for sure and uh, any last things uh, before we head out of here? If you want to plug in your podcast or anything that you're doing, feel free to do it here as well. Yeah, I mean, people can totally check out the podcast. My podcast platform is for people who want to share their stories, vulnerable, get real and raw. It's called The Red Door. And um, yeah, if you want to hear, hear some pretty awesome stories from fellow humans, check it out. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Uh, awesome. I'll definitely check it out. The Red Door. Kind the of, Red Door. Kind of curious. How, how did that name come up? <laughs> I was just telling somebody this yesterday, too. I'm like, I had a red door. When I bought my first house, like, by myself, my door was red. And I had always said that I wanted a red door. And it just happened to be that when I bought this house, it had a red door. And when I was thinking about the podcast, I was thinking, what is something that is, like, you know, a universal of me being like raw and real. And I feel like at that time in my life, when I was buying the house, it was a very transitional, vulnerable time. And so I was just like, okay, let's just do it. Let's just do the red door. That makes the most sense. So that's why. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, it was super difficult for me to come up with, with 34 questions. So I, I was just curious how, how I came up with it's you. It's fabulous. <laughs> this is such a great platform. And then the like idea, it's amazing. I love it. Huge fan. <laughs> definitely, definitely appreciate it. Um, 
want to thank you again for your time i want to thank all the folks out there if you're listening on spotify apple wherever youtube i want to thank you for your time as well uh if you liked it please like it if you loved it please subscribe and share uh yeah remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions all right this is my like you know ending credits post credit scene um just wanted to ask you how you feeling how was the experience for you uh oh it was so great this was so much fun i loved the the whole energy and and format of it it was amazing awesome thank you thank you uh yeah i mean i was gonna say um you know at the after to, to be honest with you this this episode won't be released on my main channels until a long time from now oh, i just yeah. want to give you a heads up i'm sure you you understand doing your own podcast oh my gosh uh, dude i had i have people reach out to me and they're like when's my episode going live and i'm like i do all my own shit like i don't know it could come out in like five months it could come out next tuesday like i don't know so i get it believe me you can just let me know even if it's early next year whatever it's fine yeah, uh, well, I'll tell you right now. Then it, it's look, looking like a year right now. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, uh, but you know, for me to get everything done and ready, I can definitely send you a copy a lot sooner, uh, with like you know the clips that I've made. But you could clip it up your, your own your, yourself as well. Uh, but yeah, I'll, we'll definitely be in touch. I'll I'll let you know when your video gets done being edited, and. Um, Please shoot me all the links and stuff that you'd like okay. to be in, you know, in the description and stuff. And yeah, I think uh, that's awesome. it. Thanks so much for having me. This was so fun. I'm glad you enjoyed. And uh, yes. Yeah.